Hi there, hope you're well. Tom here. Uh, it's been a while. I apologise for that. Um, yes, it's it's been a year since the last episode was out. Um, a few things have happened in the world since then. Uh, I hope you're faring okay. Thank you for tuning in after such a long time. Um, Paul and I put our heads together last summer uh, to talk through some of the games we've been playing during lockdown and and, and things like that. And I spectacularly failed to do anything with those recordings as work got particularly busy and the crushing reality of the global pandemic kind of began to take its toll on me a little bit. However, um, I'm in a better place now. Paul and I are refreshed and keen to get back to recording regularly. And and this is key, actually releasing episodes regularly too. Um, as I speak, we've just recorded a new episode, which we'll put out in a couple of weeks but in the meantime, it seemed like a shame not to use some of that stuff we recorded last year. So I've gone about chopping that up a bit and creating a couple of episodes um, from those recordings. I hope you enjoy them. This is this is the first of two. Uh, let us know on Twitter where the handle for the show is at CatchUpPod. That's C-A-T-C-H-U-P-P-O-D. And uh, since we were last putting episodes of the podcast out, I've taken to streaming on Twitch, like around 85% of the population, it seems. Uh, so if you're into watching bang average gameplay of video games with the occasional bit of dull commentary over the top, I am your man. We've built up uh, a small but dedicated following over there on the Twitch channel. So if you're interested in jumping in, they're really welcoming uh, and I'd personally love to see you over there. Uh, you can find the channel over at twitch.tv forward slash playing catch up right then on with the podcast um as i say this is the first of two episodes i've put together using the recordings from last summer and then it will be on to the really new stuff uh, in three episodes time hope you enjoy thanks for listening been playing while we've been there uh, kind of locked away i think when I, I sort of i sort of proposed this when when uh, a few weeks ago didn't i to say maybe we should talk about things that have made us sort of feel sort of uh, a bit more relaxed when we've been uh, in this lockdown and things that maybe have been able to take our mind away from things and yeah. um these first two games i'll talk about them together really um really have done that for me uh, and put me into a different place uh, in quite bizarre ways. The first game I want to talk about is a 3DS game called Attack of the Friday Monsters. Oh, okay. Okay, I have not completed this, but I've played a fair chunk of this and I keep meaning to go back and, and play it through again. All right. Okay, cool. Excellent. Right, we can talk about it then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, this is developed by um, a small studio called Millennium Kitchen. I've just looked them up online before this. Uh, eight people work at this company, but it was also done in co-production with Level 5, who have done a bunch of uh, Japanese RPGs, I think, um, Yokai Watch series, um, things like that. Um, I think they did Dragon Quest Eight. Um, and a few PS2 RPGs as well, um, but really this is about uh, this is a Millennium Kitchen joint in in all shapes and purposes, and it is a game that focuses very much on an idyllic village life um, in Japan um, in the 1970s. Uh, very specifically in the 1970s, actually, um, is the game how it opens up. It opens up with quite a nice little bit of text at the start which talks around 
the I, I, I'm guessing it's the director's um, sort of um, childhood passion around um, Japanese TV and Japanese superhero TV uh, in particular yeah. that was very big in sort of that time. I think you know Godzilla was the big sort of monster movies, but then Japan quite quickly uh, moved into sort of the superhero thing. So the idea would be that there would be these weekly TV shows where some big monster would turn up and then some big superhero would come along and save the day. And that was kind of the the model. Um, I think our sort of only sort of um, um, introduction or or sort of um, exposure to this in in the West was uh, the Power Rangers um, is kind of a very Uh, classic sort of approach to this, you know, very over-the-top sort of battles and people in spandex fighting each other, big explosions, (laughs) that sort of thing. And this game... Um, focuses on a little boy, probably eight or nine. And I would describe it as his... It's an interesting... I, I want to say it's his over-reactive over imagination and creating scenarios as an eight-year-old would and creating their own little worlds among him and his friends in this little village around monsters, monsters appearing in the village... Um, and take you know, and 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 having a superhero come up to fight them, and spotting things in the village that are to do with um, signs that you know monsters have been there overnight, and you know they're going to come again and attack the village and things like that. Um, but what is really nice about this game is just the entire atmosphere of this game. Um, the reason I brought up the the, the studio Millennium Kitchen is because um, in Japan. And they've never translated them. That they do a series of games um, called My Summer Vacation, which is even more so along the lines of an idyllic village life as a kid, where you go fishing and go on little bike rides around the village and just do things you would normally do to during the summer for not any real reason. Whereas this puts this monster thing in the background. It has a bit more of a game to it. You collect these monster cards. You play rock, paper, scissors against the other kids. Um, They get upset when you win and you kind of do magic spells and you kind of become their masters and servants. And there's all this little sort of, um, like I say, there's a little world in between all of the different characters. And what I really liked was just how relaxing it was, just the sound effects of the game the little village, the train going by, the crickets you hear, the water of the stream, that sort of thing. And having been to Japan and to some of the rural areas, it did remind me of those sort of... Um, it, it kind of brought me to a lifestyle that I never had, but but could imagine, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And and I think the other side of it is is that because the the dialogue is so well in tuned in terms of you have this kid's world and you have the adult world and the adults you hear snippets of conversation but the kids don't care the kids are like they're in their own little world right and they're in their own little adult world and the two will never meet basically and so you get these you know his his dad's a dry cleaner and there's there's an idea that he's new to this town so there's obviously some reason why that's the case and things and you don't really get to find out things but it just puts you into that um, that sort of mindset, as I say, of kind of spending your days as a kid wandering around, not really doing much, creating your own little worlds and 
um, bits of, you know, what's important to you, I suppose. What were your uh, feelings of this game? So, yeah, it's I bought this quite soon after it came out, I think. Am I right in saying this was part of a series of shorter games that were released around yeah. the same time? Yeah, yeah, it was called Not... the... It's called the Guild series. Uh, they kind of did them it, yeah. in uh, two sets and download only. But I think what was really interesting was that, you know, as I kind of alluded to, these other games that these this companies made never come out over here. But mm. I suppose this was an initiative to get a different audience for these. I, I think it's remarkable that we even have one of these games translated into English, if I'm honest. Um, I can't yeah. imagine it sold very well. Um, it was a small download game. It didn't cost much, um, and it was just a neat, different idea, and not something that we have very often from Japan. Uh, quite often. No, absolutely. And so, yeah, I, I remember downloaded a couple of the guild games. I forget what the other one would have been. Uh, I can probably tell you them because I've, <laughs> I've been looking into them. Um, so there was um, there's one called Liberation Maiden, which is by Suda51, which is a shoot-em-up. Ah, okay. Yeah, and I don't think it was that. Then there's another one, and I can't remember, this is the one I can't remember the name of, but it's, I'm guessing it's the one you might have, which is almost like an old-school um, Dungeons & Dragons with dice, and you battle where yes, you physically roll it. dice. And I can't remember what that one's called, which is really going to bug me. You'll have to put it in the show notes or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But that one's on my backlog as well to, um, to to play at some point in particular, that one, yeah. Um, is it Crimson something? Yeah, Crimson, Crimson Shroud, is it? Shroud, that's it, yeah, Crimson Shroud. We got there. Very good. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so I, I I definitely own that. I don't think I ever got to play in that. But yeah, uh, Tech of the Friday Monsters, I definitely play. And it's it's not a long game, uh, by all accounts. How long did it take you to get through? No, I mean, two, three hours, something like Crikey. that. I think. okay, I'm... You can yeah. definitely, it definitely a two, it was a two-dayer, basically, you know, it wasn't yeah. long. Um, there's extra content when you finish kind of things to kind of mop up stuff, but that's one of it's about, it's about the, it's about the atmosphere, you know, it, it, it has that same feeling that, I'm going to say it, I always say this as a touch, it's the same feeling as the original Shenmue did to a certain degree, where you feel like you're living in this place, you know, it has that sort of idyllic sort of, um, just it's just it's just an atmosphere you know and i think i think games can either do that or they can't and um this one just seems to do it really well yeah yeah i must have played through a good old chunk of it then and i think i just got distracted with something else and completely forgot about it until (laughs) until you started talking about it but i had always meant to go back to it um yeah we're talking years ago now that i would have started it so i would i would do it from the start but i remember really just enjoying that kind of really laid back feeling running around this village and uh investigating things and, and I, yeah i definitely remember picking up the cards and um as you say it was kind of rock paper scissors type situation uh, battling yeah. against his friends and what have you wasn't it um it wasn't it wasn't uh, anything too strenuous it wasn't anything no. too difficult no. and um it was you know fairly straightforward to get into um and I, I'm, I'm again it felt like maybe they did that because they wanted something a bit meatier and a bit more sort of substantial whereas i think i don't think it needed that but i think actually it was a neat way of tying in the overall sort of monster theme into the game a bit more proper you know the idea of collecting cards and fighting your mates is like well yeah i mean i did that when i was a kid right you know it's like you know um collecting cards and buying cards is something everybody well i think most kids probably of our age did so Mm. um 
you know. Uh, and and just just to sort of mention the other game as well. So um, similar vibes, but different. And I'll kind of bounce them off at each other. So um, tell me if you know this game or not. Um, wide open, sorry, wide ocean, big jacket. No, I don't think I do know that. Okay, okay. So this is a game on the Nintendo Switch. I think it's on mobile as well. Didn't cost me much. I think it was three quid, four quid in the recent sale. And again, I bought it fairly recently because I wanted some escapism. And I'd seen the trailer for it a while ago. This is this is probably even shorter than Attack of the Friday Monsters. I think you could do this in one sitting very, very easily. Um, no, long, no longer than maybe an hour or two, if that. Um, and title doesn't really tell you much, but it is effectively... Um, group of four people um so there is um uh, a girl called maud and the age is probably 12 13 um sort of age um with her sort of longtime friend stroke boyfriend uh ben and they're a bit awkward and a bit sort of um geekish i would say and they go on a camping trip with maud's aunt and uncle um so you literally the start of the game is them driving to the campsite. Uh, you stay a night in the campsite, and then you go home. <laughs> and, and I I don't like camping. I'll be honest. I've been camping. <laughs> I've been camping maybe three four times. I've done I've done the whole gamu camping. I've done the camping where you're literally in a shitty ten pound tent <laughs> on a hard floor. Yeah in a sleeping bag and nothing. And I've done the proper glamping, right, where you get, you know, the proper nice bed, the fire heater, you know, all of the, you know, the niceties. Sure. Never liked any of it. Not (laughs) not at all, you know. I mean, I think if I want to visit somewhere, I I want to be comfortable, right? And and (laughs) even the nicest camping is never comfortable. But, here's the but, the thing I do like about camping is the idleness around just chatting getting having a few beers drinking mm. sound of the wildlife or maybe next or, or more 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 um more accurately in this country is hearing somebody else's party in the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the tent two two doors down who don't go to bed until 2 a.m or whatever <laughs> but in reality it's sometimes it's just nice to kind of sit around and let time sort of pass by and this is quite good. It is incredibly well written. It is very conversationalist in style, um, quite jokey and jovial, but touches on some quite serious growing up things. And and whereas Attack of the Friday Monsters, you know, I was saying that there's kind of two distinct worlds between the eight and nine-year-olds and the parents. On this, you get this feeling of the two worlds overlapping a bit. You've got mm. these kids who are very curious they're not quite teenagers yet but they're curious about stuff so they keep asking difficult questions about things and you have these aunt and uncles who don't really want their world invaded if that makes sense they want to do their own adult things still but they're getting the feeling of being a bit cramped by these kids in inverted commas and i just thought it's quite interesting like i just thought like it's such a short period of time in terms of years but like so much changes at that point and it, it just created a different sort of feeling and 
Um, there's like some roundy teenagers at one point, and um, there's some um, bits where you see wildlife, and you kind of you play as all the different characters at different points, okay. so you get different sort of perspectives. Um, so the the camping trip, you kind of get different points of the day, and maybe one of them goes. Maybe they go off as a pair and do a walk, or maybe one of them goes and collects the wood for the fire for the evening, right? And these are just small little moments, but again, the sound effects, the forest, the crickets, the birds flying around, the waves on the beach, all of these things were just really nice. The nice one of the nicest things was stepping in and out of the tent. And you got that sound of the zip of the tent, which is just like, so when you're thinking about what you miss and things, you know, these are the, I wouldn't want to go camping right now, trust me, by any shape or form, <laughs> but it gave me a feeling of something that I quite, um, I quite liked and missed. The other thing I really liked was the style of it. Um, it's really low polygon, no textures, very PS1 sort of looking angular characters, but they had character right. The characters seem to be bigger because of the way they were kind of constructed and put mm. together, and even that of the of the sort of the the, the world as well. You know, it's all quite uh, angular and jutting, but it it didn't matter. You know, the whole thing was was the dialogue, like I say, and there's some very good filmatic sort of techniques used throughout. Um, that I won't sort of go into too much detail because I think it almost spoils it. The game's so small that talking about any of the moments and the dialogue spoils too much of it because it's such a short experience, I think. Mm. But, um, yeah, I I really enjoyed my time with that one as well. Oh, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't heard of that at all. Um, so, sorry, what, that was on Switch, you said? That's on Switch. I, it, I, th- I don't know what else it's on. I don't think it's on the major consoles. I think it's mm. on, like, mobile and Switch. Um it just appealed to me when I saw sort of the cover art for it. And as I say, I've been looking for, I think, you know, we've played quite a lot of sort of um, narrative driven sort of games. Um, And, um, you know, I think anything that's, that's a little bit different and stuff will always catch my eye. And it, like I say, it wasn't very, um, it wasn't very expensive. It's definitely less gamey than attack of the Friday monsters. um, Because, by by its nature, it's very much just dialogue driven, um, walking yeah. around and doing mundane things, like I say. Um, but it was very stylized. It felt felt American. It must have been American. The, the, the setting felt American, you know, in terms of what it was, um, in terms of the the, the 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 campsite. I suppose you know, mm. it wasn't a British campsite. Let's put it. <laughs> <laughs> there's no wading to the toilets in your feet you know (laughs) in the middle of the night because you need you need to go and and stepping in goodness knows what there wasn't anything like that you know um (laughs) you can tell that i'm a really keen camper can't you Um, absolutely mm. yeah i think we're um we're yeah again similar in that respect um i've not been many times uh, the most memorable and clearly the worst was uh, Leeds Festival in I think year two thousand. I went oh, with a friend God. from university, and he was he said, "Oh, don't worry, yeah, don't worry about the tent. I'll I'll bring that. You bring some beers and stuff, and you know, I'll I'll sort the rest out." And we got there and we sat at the tent, and for whatever reason, 
a bit of a design flaw as far as I can tell. But there was supposed to be like a little cover that goes over the very, very top where there's a little bit of mesh at the top. And absolutely pissed it down all weekend. And I slept that whole three-day weekend in like an inch of water um, for, for what was otherwise a very enjoyable festival. But yeah, yeah, not not my style either, really. No, no. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I've, when I've done fest- festivals, I would, I, I've never been in a tent. Never done that. I purposefully have done, I've done a, a festivals abroad where the possibility of having hotel rooms is there rather than being on a campsite yeah. because... The idea of that just, I think, terrifies me at some level. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I'm a very different person now than I was 20 years ago. I don't Fair think I can cope with it now, I'll be honest. But yeah, yeah. Now, that's, that game sounds really interesting. Definitely sounds right up my alley. I will definitely check it out. So it's called Big Ocean, did you say? I knew you'd... I knew, wide I knew Ocean. The, the, wide Ocean the, Big Jacket. Wi- wide Ocean Big Jacket, which... Okay doesn't tell you much really as a title yeah. but um yeah. um yeah check it out on the store have a look at the screenshots and things um yeah it, it gave me it gave me just enough of what i craved if that makes sense you know yeah, absolutely i you know i not to you know, dwell too much on current situations but you know um i can only feel that i can delve so far into the world at the moment and so Having that idea of going further afield is something that's vastly appealing at this point in time, and yeah. that kind of gave me that sort of feeling. So I was quite, quite, quite. It's a bit of a nice bit of mindfulness, let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay. Um, in terms of what I've been playing, what should we go for first? So you mentioned in Attack of the Friday, the Friday Monsters, there is this card game within uh, within it, uh, and that's quite a nice parallel to something. I have been playing and have not spoken to many people about for the past six years a free to play game okay. um, by the name of WWE Supercard uh, for mobile Clever. devices. Um, this is a game that is essentially a professional wrestling themed Top Trumps. And okay. <laughs> uh, I originally put it on my so, so uh, many questions so many questions <laughs> i thought that maybe i thought that maybe so here comes the um defending myself uh i originally put this on my phone um to try and get my son into games when he was when was it it was released 2014 august 2014 he would have been about five um yeah five and we're on holiday and uh we'd been out and he was kicking around the, the holiday place we were and he, he wanted something to play. He's really, really into wrestling at the time, and I used to be really into wrestling when I was a kid. Okay. Um, and I collected um, kind of trading cards as well as football stickers. I had um, there were two things I was really into collecting. There were, for whatever reason, connected to the original Tim Burton Batman film. There were Batman cards um, with stills from that film and quotes and stuff with chewing gum in the packs yeah and then there were also wwe cards that or wwf cards as they would have been at the time and i was really really into that i loved memorizing the stats and the you know uh stuff about the wrestlers so i had a, a big nostalgia pain when i saw this game on the uh on the store we downloaded it gave it a go and he he got really into it so uh i carried on playing it for quite a while and he has long since well he had long since abandoned the game since lockdown he's got back into it but Tragically, I carried on playing because I got hooked on it. Um, So what this game is, as I say, it it is essentially top trumps. You get cards with wrestlers' uh, pictures on, 
and four stats. Uh, I think it's strength, toughness, speed, and charisma. And in the most basic form, it's a three-round game. It, it'll say either put a single wrestler in or a tag team. You fight against your opponent, and uh, the best out of three wins. And there's a bunch of different events in there. So there are um, there's Road to Glory, which is you fight a series of increasingly harder um, opponents to try and get to the end and earn better cards to to increase your deck. And you, basically, you can increase your deck through the levels. So originally, you started at you know the classic kind of rare, super rare, ultra rare, leg- epic, legendary, that mm. kind of thing. We're six years on now, so you've gone through lots and lots of different um, levels. But yes, I'm still playing this game. I'm going to give you. I'm going to look up now how many individual games of this I've played uh, since it came out, and I think it's going to be a very upsetting thing. Yes, yeah, uh, ninety-one thousand nine hundred and sixty-seven no. bouts. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So my secret shame is now out. This is a game, whenever I have an idle five minutes, I find myself playing. And I've had a lot of idle five minutes over the past few weeks. So um, it's been really nice, actually, that my son has been getting back into it and we're playing. And there are, there are wasn't in it when it first came out, but it is now. There are team events where you can kind of mm. buddy up with um, sort of 10, 10 different people and, and uh, do online events against other, other teams and what have you. But yeah, at its heart, it's an incredibly, incredibly basic game that really shouldn't have held my attention for longer than a week. Never mind uh, getting on for six years. So, is it? Is it? Sorry, is it? Is it literally Trop Trumps in terms of how it works? I suppose in in its most basic format. So there are loads of different modes you can play now. But when it first came out, yeah, you had um, essentially yeah the the main mode was yeah a best of three rounds of top trumps. Um, and then there are other things now. So there's a, a, an event called Ring Domination where it plays on different things. So each of the cards have an arrow on them up down left or right uh, and a color and you you essentially play um it's on a three by three grid it's a bit like what was that card game in final fantasy uh you're gonna say something yeah final fantasy eight isn't it yes similar to that basically um which is a, a little bit more involving um but again pretty basic stuff um and that, yeah there's lots of different events where they put spins on it but yes at, at the heart of it it is is this does this card outstat the card it's going up against and if it does you win you win that round and that's that's kind of all there is to it but there is a uh, clearly something there that is keeping me coming back um but yeah i'm pretty embarrassed to admit it i'll be honest Why? i don't think you should be um i i know i know this game <laughs> You do know it. Wow. Yeah. Now you're blowing my mind. And that's not because I've been playing it. Um, <laughs> I believe um, I heard of it through uh, Dan, Dan Reichert of uh, Giant Bomb. Uh, he's a big wrestling ah, guy. And I think he okay. plays it. Yeah. So, um, yes, I have heard of this. I knew about it a while ago. Um, yeah. Um, is it a free to I'm guessing it's a free to play game. It's a free to play game, yeah. 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 Uh, and. and Okay, yeah. Do you you get the feeling you're playing kids and people who don't know what they're doing? Or does it vary? Like, is there, like, a feeling that... I don't know. Do you know know what I mean? Does it just feel... Well, a lot of the bounce... A lot of the... the, um, (laughs) Things are are versus AI, but there's, like, a weekly PvP thing that rotates different modes. Okay. uh, Where you are definitely playing against other people. But... 
I think it's fairly. I think it's played by quite a few people. Um, and certainly, if you go on, uh, you know, YouTube and Twitch and what have you, it's not a massive, massive community, but there are people playing it people there and playing. um yeah, yeah, and yeah. drawing, you know, drawing an audience. So there are definitely people out there learning to play optimally, if you like. But it's yes. it's not a. Uh, it's really not that difficult a, th- a thing to get to grips with, as you can tell from the from the basic description. But what they have done well is they've iterated well on it throughout the year. So every every November they um, they update it to a season. So we're on season six now. It's an annual okay. thing. Yeah, and they tend to introduce new game modes, um, uh, new tiers for your cards. You know, so for you to progress through. Um, what they did at the end of season one was they just basically reset everything. So ed- everyone who had uh, built up to the highest level no. um and as you can imagine there was well, a, all a of your cards did you lose all your cards uh you could, there was a limited um ability there's this thing in the in the game called the fusion chamber where you can put kind of lower tier cards you haven't got any use for anymore yes if you put a certain the fusion chamber you can kind of fuse them together and get yeah. something to a, a higher tier and they had a version of that at the start of season two where you could take some of your best cards from season one and um you could carry them over but you were limited to how many you could do that to um so yeah there was a there was a big old backlash and they haven't ended up doing that again i think a fair few people claimed you know the people who had paid for right yes absolutely absolutely so yeah 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 i think they learned their lesson with that um but no they've they've done enough certainly for me to keep it fresh and keep me coming back um uh, and I i do think a big thing part of it for me is I, as I say, they introduced this team element to it, and uh, I've really enjoyed kind of working with those guys throughout. Just you know, chatting with them and feeling not feeling not wanting to let them down. As stupid as that sounds, kind of walking okay. away. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, it, yeah, yeah. So it's it, it's it's a comforting thing to play during these times for me because it's just something. It's been a constant, you know, on and off over the past yeah. six years i haven't always played a huge amount but obviously as you can tell from that number of individual bouts i've played when i have been playing it i've been i've been good at it quite hard so yeah, yeah it's uh it's not one i've never really played anything of that nature before certainly not to any any kind of extent like this um but yeah it's something that uh i'm still <laughs> still going with at the moment now that my son's back into it i dare say i'll be uh i'll be kind of uh going at it for a fair while to come cool um yeah yeah it, it it sounds like you're not um doing the traditional min maxing as well it sounds like you're just dipping in and out using it as you need to that sort of thing and um like you say just building stuff up the thing that would scare me a little i don't know it works with mobile games but th- i remember what did i play for a long there was a game that i there was the magic cap game which oh, was yeah. ridiculous don't know if you played that there was just literally clicking it was just a clicker game, basically, <laughs> right? Okay. Where you fed Magic Carp and he leveled him up, and then you got a new, ma- and then you kind of he became, you know, what was it, Garados or whatever, and then you got yeah. a new Magic Carp, right? And it just went on for a long time. I played that a lot, but then I deleted it off my phone, and then oh, my phone crashed on something, and then I just lost all of my progress. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that ever again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's one of those things, one of those games where you, if I look back at how much time I've spent on it, that's the that's when I think, oh, that probably wasn't the most productive use of my time. But then, right, you you could say that about a lot of games, couldn't you? But of course. but then the type of games that I tend to play 
as you're saying earlier on, like a, something narrative driven or something where there's there's something where you could say, well, I've got something out of that. Whereas this, it's really hard to point to what, what I'm getting out of it other than the familiarity of, of going back to it. But um, I'm but guessing yeah. it's got quite a lot of wrestlers in, like old school wrestlers. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's mostly um, current people. But yeah, they have they have a lot of older themed deck stuff to, you can you can pick up and what have you and yeah so there's that there's definitely that nostalgia factor to it as well and m- my boy likes to watch a little bit now and again he's not as into it as he used to be so right we're kind of, we're both aware of you know who the current crop of of um, okay kind of wrestlers are and stuff so yeah we, i guess if we weren't then then it would be less less appealing in that respect but but yeah yeah it's been a it as i say it, more recently and originally it was a really nice way to kind of kind of spend a bit of time with because the thing is he he's in he's really into games now but not a huge amount of stuff he wants to to play with me whereas early on right. after this we kind of got him onto things like um mario kart and i remember playing through mario kart we with him for ages we unlocked absolutely everything on that game and then some of the some nice. of the lego games but nowadays he's you know he's a bit more independent and he's playing stuff with his mates online and actually having something he's happy to sit down for half an hour and, and have a bash through with me is, is really nice so um so yeah, no, it's it's been a nice thing to to kind of turn to uh, over the last few weeks. Cool. Um, have you um, have you seen any of the um, of the footage of, of of the wrestling recently? Yes. Yeah, we watched <laughs> uh, we watched WrestleMania the other day. Did you? Yeah. I, d- I wanted to. So I, I knew WrestleMania was coming up. Yeah, I saw some clips before then and doing all the whole like. The pause is where you'd get the booze from the crowd, and there was no crowd, obviously. <laughs> so, how did WrestleMania work? Was it like that? Was it the same? Yeah, it was. Um, they split it over two nights. I haven't seen the second half. He's he's watched all of it, but I watched the first night with him, um, sort of the day after, because it's obviously early hours of the morning um, when it when it goes out live. But yes, it was limited people at ringside, so you had the announcers and uh, okay okay right so you had some commentators okay yeah yeah um but yeah where you would normally be getting the cheers and the and the booze as you say uh just a bit of nothingness but it's actually quite quite odd because you know you can hear them talking to each other a lot more than than you would yeah yeah and and the referees you can hear much more clearly and what have you they had a a pre-taped match what they dubbed a boneyard match between uh the Undertaker and and AJ Styles, which was quite fun because they obviously the they Undertaker be a bit more creative with it. Or is it a new Undertaker now? No, no, it's the old, it's the original. It's still, yeah, oh wow! But he he very much uh, <laughs> he didn't wrestle, did he? he? No, no. <laughs> well, exactly. It was it was more of a scrap than a than a technical wrestling match. And yeah, the fact that this was um, pre-recorded and edited probably did him quite a few favors because yeah, the last time, last few times I've seen him. You know, doing his thing for real. It's yeah, the magic isn't quite <laughs> as it used to be. I, I don't think. Re- I remember uh, when he announced his retirement. That's what I yeah. remember. That was that was when yeah. I was into wrestling for a bit. That yeah. was years ago. That was like yeah, twenty so he, years he ago. He officially retired at, at WrestleMania as as I say, four or five years ago, I think. Oh, was it? Left, was his, it? left yeah, his costume yeah. in the ring. And That's right. You left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, That's right. Yeah. Uh, but now he's been back a few times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> legends never die. Eh? <laughs> well, this is it. Yeah, quite right. <laughs> But yeah, no, very odd, very odd seeing all the all the stuff basically taped in a uh, 
in a gym, essentially. You know, no, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, in yeah, exactly. Center or whatever it, they call it. it but, it's um, the most Shakespearean um, gym fight going, isn't it? You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I. Yeah. I, the stuff I saw was. I just thought it was really funny seeing it. I thought yeah. this is great. I'm guessing you're going to keep playing then. I mean, six years I, is a long time. Yeah. I mean. I'm probably in it for the long do, haul. Do you at this do point. you think do you think you're looking for a different card game at some point, or do you think I'd definitely be up for something that that is along similar kind of lines, but maybe like, a little you, bit more tactical and a bit did more. Did you involved. try like Hearthstone? Hearthstone? Hearth, Hearthstone. 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 Yeah. So I've tried it, um, and it definitely it should be my kind of game in terms of. Uh, deck building and uh, but I think I find it quite um, I got into it quite late when I tried it and I found it quite intimidating in terms of yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to do a huge amount of re- I'm either going to have to follow someone's like preset deck that they've put on the internet that says right this is the absolutely the best thing to use which doesn't appeal to me I like to learn to, to kind of try and learn that yeah. stuff myself but the, the wealth of stuff available it was just really overwhelming um, and I think if I'd spent a bit more time with it, then maybe, yes, I think I just need to get over that initial hurdle of, okay, I just need to get around all of the mechanics of, of what a balanced deck would look like. But no, definitely, that definitely seems like the kind of thing that I should I should give a proper go to. Cool. Um, yeah, well, and to be honest, um, yeah, I gave that a go and felt similarly sort of overwhelmed. And mm-hmm. it, I, I don't know, it was fine. It was just, I felt there was a lot of content there and, and I think... Actually, genuinely, I'd probably enjoy WWF Superstars more because, in all honesty, because, you know, I think having something that's less taxing, shall we say, and a bit more yeah. genteel is actually, you know, quite, you know, quite nice, you know, at the end of the day. It's, yeah, there's, it's... Something, there's something nice about um, things with nice feedback, I suppose, nice feedback loops that don't take too long and, you know, don't tax you too much, I think. I think that's yeah. pretty cool.